friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Today, our guest is from Florida, where it's hotter than it is here, and that is Aaron Todd. Aaron has a webpage. It's the best name I've ever heard. It's Ginger in Progress, and she calls herself a masterpiece and a ginger in progress, and I can't tell you how much I love that. Aaron is going to talk about intuitive eating and how she came to that in her life. So welcome, Aaron. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share with you. I am very intrigued by all the things that that you do. We're going to start with your why. Why did you get into intuitive eating? I got into intuitive eating as a response to the Lord basically calling me out for having a body and diet idol. I had already learned intuitive eating. I had been studying up on it, not really understanding why I was learning about it. I was just fascinated with it. Uh, And it is a non-diet approach, a weight neutral approach to health and food. And so when he told me to lay down dieting, I was already prepared with intuitive eating. It's like, oh, this is why I've been learning about this. Yeah. It was a great, just a really big milestone in my faith and my health as well. And so I started that in August of 2017 with the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of giving up. I was decades into very disordered eating behaviors, Mm -hmm. uh, which at times rose to the level of an actual eating disorder. But in the end, the final dieting chapter, I would say, was probably orthorexic, which if you're not familiar with that term, it's basically an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating, which I think will probably resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. Just where our mind just naturally goes to that obsessive place if you're a controlling person or somebody who really has high standards or maybe you're even a perfectionist you probably can relate to what I'm talking about that was me I was all of those people (laughs) (laughs) and so that kind of just personality made me take dieting too far and and that's really the part where it crosses that line between something you're doing to care for yourself and an obsession or from a Christian perspective an idol right where this becomes your first priority in life it has taken the place of God in your life and that's not a place I wanted to be so luckily I had the faith which was a gift at that time to be able to surrender and say okay yes Lord I will stop this unhealthy obsession with healthy eating and start this new thing with you and that was intuitive eating you said that you had maybe for a short time an eating disorder what was the moment that brought you to this is not what God wants for me when he told me you were listening and obeying oh great I love that (laughs) I love that (laughs) it's so simple if we just do it isn't it (laughs) it it seemed like a good thing to me and I really needed the wake up call I really Uh needed a a gut punch to be like actually you're wrong about this like this is not good you've gone too far this is not serving your health which thankfully you know that is what I was experiencing in my body in that final stage of dieting my health was really crumbling and I could actually understand some of the biological and rational stuff behind that and it was starting to dawn on me that hey maybe this isn't healthy right (laughs) but but I probably would have continued on that path I really needed the wake-up call from the Lord and so it was a it was such a blessing it was just a massive turning point in my life yes it it sounds like it so let's talk about into eating and what that means and what it is because it's not a diet it's completely different 
That's right. Intuitive eating. Okay, so it's a started as a book. It was written in the 90s by two dietitians. It's not inherently faith-based. It is a nutrition research-backed professional kind of health and nutrition book. And since it's been around for so long, what's happened since the 90s is now it's backed with even more scientific research and just evidence showing that hey, this framework is actually really helpful. And it's basically a non-diet approach to health. From a Christian perspective, it's the way God just designed us to eat. Okay. Natural, effortless relationship where you listen to your body's cues to tell you when to eat, what to eat, what feels good to you, and you let your body lead instead of external rules from a diet. So it's an internal shift from external diet rules. And it's also really challenging because you basically have to lay down any weight loss goals you've got to be able to practice intuitive eating. Your body's internal weight regulation system that God designed does its own thing. And we really get in there and mess with it with dieting. And so we have to take our hands off the wheel essentially and let let the weight go where it's going to go naturally. And that is probably the hardest part for most people. I would say that's the huge obstacle in the beginning. Right. Intuitive eating has 10 principles that guide the framework. And principle one is reject the diet mentality. So it's it's right there from the beginning. You right. have to kind of surrender this fantasy of weight loss. And uh, for a lot of people, that that is the part that's the idol, not the food behaviors. It's this right. ideal body that you put on a pedestal that you are just building your whole life around concept of I will be happy when I achieve this that's a slippery slope to be on and it's very hard to let go of because it's it's essentially how women in this culture and western culture think about food and bodies it's just right. we're saturated in it we are you're absolutely right and as you're saying these things the things that I'm thinking about are there's my head is going two ways one is I think that our western ideal body image is not actually the body image that God intended for us. The other place I was going to, all those statues we see from hundreds and thousands of years ago of women that were considered beautiful were not thin and muscular. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all, but I'm just saying that there are many ways to be beautiful and that eating the way God intended us to will make our body exactly what it's supposed to be in his eyes. So. I agree. Yeah, body image is so shaped by the culture and yes. you know, taking a historical view and some of the other books I've read beyond intuitive eating, like Health at Every Size, really do a good job of showing you look at this evolution historically of what what has been elevated as the body image of the day. Right. It's always controlled by the dominant forces of the day, political, economic, mm-hmm. whatever they are. So this is just this moment in time. The right. body looks like this. This yes. has not always been the case. We're essentially just following culture. We are conforming to culture, which right. is very problematic for believers. It is. And sometimes, no matter what you do, your body isn't going to fit that image of the day because you're bigger boned or smaller boned or whatever it is, and you're not going to be able to meet that standard of excellence of the day. I love that. You know, listening to our body and it makes perfect sense. What about that emotional eater? 
that's listening to her emotions rather than her body. I think the problem there is the lack of listening skill because you just haven't cultivated the awareness knowing yourself well enough to know what is a biological hunger cue and what is an emotional hunger cue. Short of sitting with yourself and really paying attention to that for a while, there would be no way to know. Uh I mean, we just breeze through our days and we're like moving along at a super fast pace. Nobody slows down to check in with themselves to really see what's going on. And unless you are able to have awareness and ask the question, what is my need here? Mm -hmm. What, what am I hungry for? Maybe it's a hug from someone. (laughs) Maybe it's a pretzel. (laughs) Maybe it's a nap. Like, what am I actually hungry for? what are my needs our body is communicating that and our emotion is too like we get physical sensations in our body right representing an emotion and that's different for everybody so you really have you can't be on autopilot you have to be paying attention to your own unique body signals and learning from them it's basically a a process of self-discovery okay because you would never have paid attention to any of this stuff especially if you're coming from a diet because all you're doing in a diet is following protocol one two three ticking boxes you are basically conditioned to disconnect from your body and intuitive eating is the opposite of that you're really trying to connect the thing that i found so beautiful with this was as you're learning to listen and you're getting quiet and you're cultivating the sense of inner awareness of what's going on within you you're just naturally more able to hear that still small voice and it is such a beautiful i would say coincidence but i don't believe in those it is how we are made we're getting guidance from our body itself but also from holy spirit and how how to make good choices that honor god so it really is a spiritual journey as well it's a, it's another absolutely. component of your spiritual journey with god absolutely wow i love that and i never thought of food in that way that's awesome yeah yeah it's it's been one of the <laughs> most surprising things for me i've just been blown away by how much intersection physical health and spiritual health have and the mm-hmm. fact that most of us try and separate those two things and keep them apart from each other as I did for so many years there's so much overlap and they're both enriched by one another so keeping them separate mm-hmm. is really just shooting yourself in the foot oh yeah I love that enriched by one another I love that so much it's so important friends what are you hungry for today are you hungry for food are you hungry for hugs or are you hungry for God's word My conversation with Aaron was fascinating. I find this philosophy to be so logical, and it's a way for me to meet my body's specific needs. I just love this. Listen in some more as we talk about exercise and some other pieces of the intuitive eating philosophy that I think you will find interesting and that will help you. But I also want to share with you a piece of my heart, and that is Gifts with Grace. Gifts with Grace is a program that pairs volunteers with women who are overcoming trauma. Gifts with Grace is about intentional friendship between these women. It's about education and teaching women the things that they need to move forward with their lives. It's about creating beautiful jewelry that has purpose and meaning and is a way for these women to feel like they are giving back and that they have something beautiful to offer. If you want to know more about Gifts with Grace, you can always look us up at giftswithgrace.org. Now back to my conversation with Erin. 
You do have 10 steps in your resource. Yeah, there are 10 principles of intuitive meaning. So basically, I track what I noticed as I was learning these principles. And of course, it makes sense if we're if this whole thing is based on how our body was created. It just naturally made sense that these principles line up with scripture. They weren't intended that way, yeah. but they but are. They, <laughs> well, they were by God. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I don't think either author, I don't know for sure, but I don't believe either one of them is a Christian. Mm-hmm. But I mean, science speaks for itself and it, it just makes sense. So the 10 principles naturally line up with scripture and what we try and do and the intuitive eating for Christian women podcast is really teach that first you need to understand you know what the intuitive eating principle is saying but then you're taking scripture and you're kind of applying that biblical worldview to this principle and a lot of times there will be a tweak here or there or an extra consideration or just some other thing that we need to be aware of as believers to apply these in a a healthy way that is honoring to God but most of the time it's like this just tracks period (laughs) right I love that too I I was going through those principles earlier today and loved the scriptures that were connected to them and this all is on her webpage one of the things I heard you say in one of your podcasts sometimes as Christians we don't think that we can align science and Christianity but the fact is science is from God that is part of the intricate just littlest ways that he made this world are perfect and science just confirms that for us and so you talk about how important the science is but then you can connect it to scripture was that easy for you as you were reading through did you think oh my gosh this is from this scripture and it it just came that easily yes and it was a gift yes i i was very very deep in like probably one of the richer parts of my faith as I was going through this last chapter of dieting. I was just in the word more than I normally had been and I was just getting a lot in response and I was just very in, (laughs) all in for it. And so I think, you know, when you spend some great quiet time with the Lord and you're studying more, things just start to click and that was, I just had light bulb after light bulb. Yes. (laughs) When I could learn about intuitive eating, I would just see it. I guess the way the Lord made me too, I have a brain that does that in a lot of other areas that (laughs) I can take two things and and merge them and see where they overlap and I just have an understanding of that it's just how he wired my my noggin (laughs) yeah and well we're all very thankful for this because we can we can learn from you you said that you were studying intuitive eating before you really understood how important this was going to be in your life and how important you were going to make this in others lives what brought you to intuitive eating it was the Holy Spirit, but did you see the book and it looked interesting or what was your thought process? Yeah, this was such a fun, like, the Lord was leaving me little breadcrumbs. Oh, I love (laughs) that. So I was listening to a diet podcast in there trying to solve my problems, trying to figure out what's going on with my body. Why, why am I having this hormone issue and this gut issue? And I'm in there obsessively trying to learn about it on a diet podcast. And one day the diet podcast guest was Christy Harris who is probably the most well-known short of the original authors of intuitive eating one of the most well-known intuitive eating figureheads she has a amazing podcast called food psych so when I heard her interview and she talked about intuitive eating on a diet podcast God bless her for taking the non-diet message of intuitive eating onto a diet podcast going into the fire with it because it was I'm sure there were more people besides me that heard that and something clicked and they went oh 
there it there's is. another way. Yeah. There is another way to do this. And so then I started listening to her podcast. So, <laughs> and then I read the book. And so I'm learning all about this in, in the summer of 2017. I have a personality type that kind of goes all in on things too. So uh-huh. once I, once I found the rabbit hole, I went all the way <laughs> to the bottom of it and just learned everything I could. It, it was just so fascinating and compelling to me. And so I was just learning about it. Uh-huh. And at that same time, like I said, I was walking closely with the Lord. So I was just firing on all cylinders. So right. excited that this is a thing. And hey, I think I think this works. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So tell me, I'm a vitamin girl. Okay. Does that fit into intuitive eating? Or if you are doing it properly, do you not need vitamins? Principle 10, which is the last principle. Mm-hmm. And the last principle for a reason is called gentle nutrition. So basically the very last thing you get to an intuitive eating and some people can't even get to it for a year or two it took me about that long to be able to approach nutrition without a diet mindset Uh you have to unlearn the dieting stuff but then you can begin to consider things like vitamins and getting into kind of the nitty-gritty of stuff nutrition information that could otherwise be a little bit Uh diety and legalistic and just start to explore what feels good for you so I would say if vitamins give you a benefit of feeling more energized or you notice that your nails are really strong and your skin feels really nice and elastic or something like that, you know, some physical thing that you can tell this is true for me and my body, then all right. Okay. But if you're taking, I have to take the supplement because so-and-so said I need it to be XYZ right. health condition. You yeah. know, it, it's all about your intent behind it. Why are you taking this vitamin? How is it serving you? And then the other part of that would be, okay, let's really be curious about it and mm-hmm. experiment and what is this really doing for me? Maybe I don't take it for a little bit and see see if I notice a difference. Right. And then come back to it. Or try just eating foods that have that vitamin right. in it naturally and see if that feels different. You have to figure it out for yourself. There is no like cookie cutter answer with intuitive eating. So you get to go on that journey of self-discovery and apply all of the awareness that you've cultivated and learning to listen to your body and learning to listen to Holy Spirit in terms of discernment with choice making around uh-huh. food and health practices. And then figure it out there there's no wrong answer there's no wrong way to do it short of making it a diet which a lot of people try and turn intuitive eating into a diet like I can only eat when I'm hungry and I have to stop as soon as I'm full that's one of the pitfalls as long as you're approaching it with grace and the intention to honor God and how you're making choices and living that day you're doing it it sounds so easy (laughs) and probably is which will be the thing in my brain that makes it harder to understand because I've done some research before we talked because I you know wanted to be able to ask intelligent questions but um, (laughs) it was very intriguing to me just the whole idea of just listening to your body it's so simple but we really have to hear ourselves and we have to have discernment and it's a journey of self-discovery yeah there's a whole lot of good that can come from it and I love that you've had many guests on your podcast that you do with a friend of yours who was your favorite oh my goodness I'm bad at choosing favorites in general but I don't know that I could pick one I think everybody's story has impact that's why we wanted to bring on guests for season two to share their God story and their food story that was the most powerful thing for me would be listening to the food psych podcast 
right when I'm just learning about intuitive eating, hearing somebody from a completely different walk of life that I've never met before have an experience with food and me identifying with their story and relating and being like, wow, I really see myself in that. And wow, you really gave me language for that. That is so powerful. And for Christian women to come on and to be even more, we've just niched down with the podcast. So I think the powerful, where you resonate with somebody in their story, it's going to be even deeper because they're a Christian woman. And so they've just got that much more in common with life experience and life worldview. So I think it just makes it come alive for people. And every story has brought something very unique and special. Because God's been in every story. Right. Just hearing the faith stories alone, not not only the food stories, but hearing how other women are hearing from God about this issue and how he's getting their attention and raising this flag of, hey, something's going on here. It's been different in every woman's story. It's amazing to see the Lord at work in, in our lives like that. I could never pick a favorite. <laughs> When you put it like that, I'm not even going to take it any further. So let's let's go back to your life before you brought in intuitive eating. Was food your idol? Was body image your idol? What did you consider to be your personal idol? I think I had a mixture of both. They were so wound up together because food was right. a vehicle to get the body. They're really one and the same, but being perfectionist about how I was eating and being, I'm using air quotes for like, I'm being clean. I have all these self-imposed restrictions where I'm just basically trying to be self-righteous about things and being like, look at how good I am. Look at me and how my choices are. But the intent was that those choices would then give me a result, which of course they didn't. (laughs) They were too tangled up together to really separate it. But if I had to say, I probably would have chased the body image side of it. And I was chasing it with exercise, but if food was taken away and I had to eat through an IV, I would still be pursuing this body with other things, with exercise, with clothing, with salon treatments, whatever. You know, like the the end result was to achieve the cultural thin ideal, which I believed would give me love and acceptance and happiness and just all, all, you know, this is what I need for my life to be okay. Yeah. Which is what is the danger zone. Like, this is what you need to be satisfied. This is what you need to be fulfilled. That's an idol. It is. And and I think that women in general, I would say that a majority of women that will resonate with, because of the culture, we're all trying to always put forth our best face with you know, with exercise and food. Speaking of exercise, how does that fit into intuitive eating or is that just not even a part of it? No, it actually is. It's got its own principle. Okay. Principle number nine is exercise, feel the difference. And we like to call that joyful movement. Oh, I love that. So whatever you want to do. It's about taking... Uh, exercise is not meant to be punishment. Right. God made our bodies to move. Our lifestyles should be active and vital. And exercise is a way to help yourself feel good. Yeah. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not a prescribed thing. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes to right. count. Like there's, there's no rules. The goal then becomes moving because it makes you feel good and you enjoy it rather than moving to change the shape or size of your body. Right. It's a completely different goal set. 
And that just opens up all kinds of movement. I mean, going to the mailbox at the end of the driveway then becomes joyful movement. I mean, if you like it in the mail, if you don't like it and it's a chore, (laughs) it's probably not joyful. But it just, it, it takes the, and this is why we changed the name really, exercise to me is kind of a diet culture word. I don't use that word anymore. And working out is even a little bit problematic. It's like, just move, just move your body, just Mm -hmm. be active. You know what? That's so funny because I work in aging services and that is what we tell our elders. You know, you don't have to walk three miles, but you do need to get up and move. And as we age, those aches and pains settle in. But if you get up and move, even though it hurts at first, the rest of your day will go better. And just teaching them that one of the things I teach them, and now, of course, we have these, but it used to be steps, you know, the little things that counted the steps or whatever. We would talk about start wherever you are, but then add steps. And if you add five steps a day and that's it, that's okay. But you're just constantly, I I use the word movement. I love joyful movement so much better because I'm all about joy. (laughs) So I'm going to have to steal your term when I'm talking to them because I love that. But that's exactly what we teach them. And yet for myself, I think I have to actually physically exercise because I'm not an elder yet. So for me, it's exercise, but I'm using the word movement for them. So it's so interesting that you would use the term joyful movement and not even work out, which when you think about it, the word workout doesn't even sound fun, but joyful movement does. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. That's genius. It's really taking the rules off of food and and movement. Just all of all, all of the things that we put on our body in terms of how it's supposed to look. Principle eight is respect your body. Mm-hmm. So that one's kind of the, I guess, if you had to say which one was a body image principle, that one would probably be it. So it's mm-hmm. like we're not respecting ourselves based on an external set of rules that culture gave us. No, no, no. We're humans. Yes. And we are all inherently worthy of respect. We are created in the image of God and every single one of us deserves respect and just the dignity that comes with being an image bearer. Oh, I it does love ha- that. It does nothing to do with the size of your body. It doesn't. It doesn't. I love that. So I have to ask you a question. Where do you come down on sweets? Oh, I love them. Oh, yay. <laughs> that makes me so I happy. Have, <laughs> I, have a, I think I'm more of a savory tooth than a sweet tooth. There are no food rules with intuitive eating. The, the uh-huh. whole labeling of good and bad foods, like I know that is such a loaded question because people think sweets are bad yeah because that is what diet culture tells us right of course you believe that there's nothing wrong with sweets right one of the things I've learned that I don't live by but I have learned is if I eat the things I need to be healthy to keep my body healthy my heart healthy I get more than enough food but I do like a dessert after dinner yeah (laughs) I love that well, principle six of intuitive eating is called discover the satisfaction factor. So, which you like would you're find. meant you're meant to get enjoyment out of I, food. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the dessert. Yeah. Satisfaction is the pleasure principle in eating. I think that is so countercultural. I mean, diet culture. Even if you listen to the advertisements, I heard one the other day for like Dove chocolate. It was like this sinful indulgence. It's like <laughs> it's chocolate. <laughs> get a grip. <laughs> like I love that. You, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> the messaging we get culturally around sweets and thinking that food is supposed to be flavorless and a tool to manipulate your body size. It's like, no, it is a gift from God. You were given taste buds for a reason. Like, enjoy it. Right. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the gift that it is. My friends all laugh at me because I always say, sugar is from God. It is a gift from God. <laughs> it is, absolutely. <laughs> and now I have someone that backs that up. <laughs> absolutely. 
bodies need sugar. It's okay. And if you're craving something sweet, like once you have worked through intuitive eating, I would say it probably took me about a year to get to this place. But then I would have really specific cravings for something. And I started noticing too, that's your body telling you, I need something. Right. Like, like I would have a salty craving when my electrolyte balance was off and I would go have something salty that then right. was a nutrition, you know, from the inside of me. I have nothing to do with it mentally, but your body can tell you what it's craving. And I think once you can recognize those signals and learn to listen to them, you will find that like you're actually going to be feeling well because your body's telling you what it needs. And when you're meeting those needs, that's a good thing. And if that need is saying, hey, chocolate right now, that's okay. That's what That's I okay. say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Erin, you have been a joy to speak with today. And I always ask my guests two questions. The first one is, what is bringing you joy today? Oh, I am in deep on the Bible Project uh, podcast. Oh. I am just binging it. I cannot get enough of it. Uh, it's bringing me so much joy. I'm just learning. It's like it's like going to summer school right now. I'm just <laughs> I cannot recommend it enough. It is so joyful to listen to that. I love to learn, so I'm just yeah. enjoying enjoying it so much. I just subscribed to that the other day, so now you're making me want to pull it out. <laughs> yeah. Their videos are really good for the short and sweet version, but the podcast, it's like an hour-long discussion, three times over, and then they condense that into a video. So I'm really enjoying the slow learn, uh-huh. and then like wrap it all up with a video. So I definitely recommend that. <laughs> I love that. My second question, you're so busy with everything you do, <laughs> but perhaps you do this. What are you reading right now? Well, I just finished reading a book called Try Softer. So I'm in between books right now. Mm-hmm. And it's by Andy Colbert. I really recommend it. I think if you are an emotional eater or somebody that's had trauma somewhere in their story, I find it to like, I, I was reading it through the context of hmm, maybe I can apply some of this to help some of my ladies that struggle with emotions. Mm-hmm. That wasn't part of my story, but just basically through a Christian lens of how to feel your feelings. That's what this book is. So I've okay. never read anything on that. I really, I was just fascinated with it. Um, my, my co-host Charlie and I were reading it kind of at the same time and talking about it a little bit. I'm looking for the next book. I'm definitely planning on doing some more reading this summer since it's so hot and I need to hide in my air conditioning. That's right. Can you tell me the name of that again? Try, try softer. So like not try harder, try, try softer, softer, which I think just really speaks to even myself when I didn't identify with kind of that extreme trauma history. We all, especially if you're dieting, you've probably got a white knuckle grip on things. And this is about letting go of that. Oh wow! She's not writing about diets at all. That is just how I am like reading it. So I think if you've got a food issue, I would definitely read it through that lens because it'll be super helpful. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate your time today. I really enjoyed talking to you. I've learned so much from you today as well as your podcast so I'll be listening to more of that too. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I don't know about you. I am definitely going to research intuitive eating more and find how to best listen to my body and meet my body's specific needs. I love the idea of not working out anymore and instead having joyful movement. How about you? What do you think of intuitive eating? I would love to hear from you either on my webpage or through email or wherever you reach out to people. 
If you feel led, I would love to have you subscribe to the In the Whisper podcast. And if you have time, leave me a review. Tell us what you think, because those things are important to get podcasts out so that more people hear them. Listen in next week as I have Stephanie Brosma from Reclaimed Ministry share her journey of betrayal and how that took her marriage to a better place and a wonderful ministry that she now has. Until then, I hope that you can hear God's whispers in your life.